Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. All right, guys. Welcome. I'm back. I am back. We've had a couple of weeks off. Um, yeah, I've been away. I've been in Los Angeles. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a moment. Um, just wait for the audience to, to build now. Okay. Hi, Dan. Hi, Ziaz. Hi, Alberto. Hi, Sam. Hi, Viani. Um, welcome back. Um, a lot's happened since I've last done uh, one of these. Yes, exactly. Well spotted, Daniel. The haircut is one of the things that is new since uh, we've last come together on one of these. Um, so for those that are joining, welcome back. This is episode number 32 of the Ask Me Anything series. Welcome, guys. For those that are joining for the first time, um, this is your time with me to ask any sort of question regarding your dating development and your confidence in your social life. I am considered an, an expert in this field. Uh, I have over a decade's worth of uh, experience in this, um, in this area. And this is what I do. It's my full-time job. This is what I do on a regular basis. I work with guys um, to develop their confidence in their dating and social life. So spend this time wisely, right? Release your questions to me in this field, in this space here, and I will answer them for you, okay? So a little bit about what I've been up to recently. I've been in LA. I had a fantastic time in LA. And... Uh, <laughs> God, I'm, I'm getting a lot of love for the for the haircut at the moment, man. That's that's uh, it's appreciated. Getting a lot of love. It's good to be back. It's good to feel the love from you guys. Um, I've come back from Los Angeles. I've moved into my new apartment here. Uh, right, if you've ever been to London and you know your logistics, you know your geography of London. I am right now in the heart of um, Trafalgar Square. Right, I am living now in the former Norwegian embassy. And what's, what's great about this as well is now what I'm offering to my, my clients who choose to take the seven-day program is the opportunity to actually live here with me. Okay, I'm going to say that again. You have now the opportunity to have a residential experience with me here in London, seven days and seven nights. Right? So there is two rooms available in my apartment for individuals that want to take a seven-day program with me here in London. This is as closer to the action as I could possibly bring you. And what's better is you're going to be closer to me, right? Um, so right from when we start the work, right from when, when we end, um, there's going to be no experience quite like this, guys. Okay? So... Yeah, tangent. But yeah, anyway, I got back from LA. I've been in LA. Let me tell you a little bit about that and what I did out there. Um, you know, something I, I pride myself in uh, what I do is I actually practice 
what I preach, you know, teaching you the 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 art of social confidence, teaching you the art of networking. And as I always say, meeting women is always the byproduct of developing those skills. Um, So what I found myself in a position to be in whilst I was out there was actually the opportunity to pitch Hollywood, right, Um, my work, my work, right? And this is all off the back of being a, a, a very skilled networker, right? So whatever your interests are, whether they be for business, right? Whether developing your connections for business, developing your connections for your social life, right? Or developing your connections in in, in the world of dating, right? I can teach you how to be a very skilled person at developing meaningful relationships. Uh, It's happened for me. Um, You know, I I was given the opportunity to to pitch Hollywood and that's just through uh, the connections and the people that I meet and, you know, how I come across, you know, as well, you know. It's not always what's in it for me. Yeah, this, this is the point I want, want to get for you guys. When you meet people of value, it's never what, what's in it for me. It's what can I do for them, right? And you really need to approach uh, life like that. Go through life and, and always give, give to others, give to others, give to others. And you'll be surprised at the sort of dividends that come back your way, right? Very unexpected. And that's what I found myself in a position to be in. Um, but the first night there, first night when I got to, second night, sorry, when I was out in uh, LA, I found myself, as you've been watching my, my Instagram stories perhaps, <laughs> to be partying in Michael Jackson's house, right? Would you believe that? It was crazy. Uh, I'm not talking about the Neverland Ranch. That's something different altogether. But this was a separate house in the Hollywood Hills. And um, yeah, you, so you, you may have seen it if you follow me on Facebook or so. I did a little post there. And um, it was quite surreal. It was like a Woodstock theme party. And um, even the Red Hot Chili Peppers were playing in the back garden, right? It was <laughs> just, a, I'm still, you know, trying to digest it. It was, it was a crazy, crazy experience. Um, but anyway, I had a fantastic time in LA, you know, working with the clients out there. Um, you know, it's good to be out there. It's always good to uh, be treading on different soils and teaching this stuff. And it just really kind of solidifies the fact that, you know, we're all out there to strive for an emotional connection wherever wherever you go. Um, what I teach is universal, okay? Uh, it doesn't matter where you're from, uh, what culture you're from. You do obviously have to make a few cultural tweaks on the way, as I say every week when I do these things. Um, but yeah, so wherever you tune in from the States, from various parts of the UK, various parts of Europe, the Middle East, wherever you're tuning in from uh, around the world, don't ever think this is not going to work in your town, your city, your country, or I'm, I'm from this place, I'm from that place. What I teach will work. If you have any doubts, just, just direct message me, message me privately, and um, I'll get back to you and, and, and give you more confidence in that. Okay, so let's get into it, right? Let me just say a few hellos. First of all, hi, Joelle, hi, Carl, hi, Jerry, hi, Lionel, hi, Nitesh, hi, Texas Mad, hi, Agile Coach, hi, Piggy Boss, hi, Raphael, hi, Seb, hi, Elvis, good to see you, mate. How's my picture coming along? Tobias, how how are you doing, buddy? Um, Toby. Toby was around my place the other night. He's seen my new apartment. Uh, it's good to be acquainted with you. Um, 
you know, go and follow Toby. He's a very uh, connected guy here in London. Um, who else have we got? Mazuras. Hello. Hello, Naomi. Who else have we got here? Shiloh. Seb says, please save your video. Yeah, I did do a video out in LA and I, I did, I actually thought I saved it. Unfortunately, I did not. Um, so yeah, hence why we're doing, we're doing a, a bit of a catch up here. Who else we got? I'm Dizer. Who else, who else, who else? Okay, let's get into the questions then. All right, Seb. So Seb says, if a girl messaged you saying she's just broke up with her boyfriend, is it a come get me? Um, it can certainly be read as a rebound right there. But I would firstly read that as, you know, she's reaching out for some comfort. Yeah. Um, so depends on how you want to play that, buddy. You know, like what sort of relationship you've had with this woman beforehand. How soon has she, you know, how, how when did she break up? You know, how, how soon is this? Um but I would definitely see that as, you know, if she, you're one of the first people that she's going to reach out to um, after breaking up, you have to really sort of have an inner observation and think, hmm, you know, how does she value my, how, how does she value my relationship with her before she moved into that relationship she just come out of, right? Um, but I would, I would, I would be, I, I would consider it if you like her. Um, it could quite possibly. I mean, you know my outlook, guys. You've been following my work. I always say, assume it's on. Assume it's on until you find out it's not, right? Um, you know, it's, it's everyone's right to say, no, it's not, right? And you're soon going to find out if it is or not. But if you, in your head, start making assumptions, I'm always speaking about this. Like, when you start making assumptions, assuming someone knows what you think, that's when you're going to run into trouble, Right? Think of it at work. If you assume that your colleague knows what you're thinking, then you're going to fuck things up. And you're responsible that, for that because you assumed they knew what you were thinking. Right? The vague advice out there is communication is key. Communication is key. What I'm doing right now is unpacking this. Don't assume people always think what, what, you, what you know, okay? Um, what you're thinking, should I say. All right, Seb, so thanks for the question. Dan, nice you've had a <laughs> nice you've had long hair for so long. This is better, I think. Looks more neat. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's funny actually because this is not the haircut I wanted. I actually went in there and she got it was a it was a different barber's and it was a different lady. I, I you know, I was like Sheldon normally cuts my hair, as I'm sure you know. Um, but it was, you know, the the Palmal Barbers is very close to me and Richard is a friend of mine who owns all these shops and I popped in there and um she got it wrong, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. So you guys are happy with it. So it's, uh, everyone, everyone's happy. Uh, Seb says, yeah, I asked a friend for help on this. And once I sent him a picture for how pretty she is, his advice didn't exist. It, it, it was self-sabotage. Okay. Um, right, 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 right. Release your questions. You like that one. I, I'm a man of the, that knows how to, to use the language, eh? Release your questions. Release your inhibitions. How about that one? Um, Sebastian, how have you been doing physically and mentally? Oh, thank you for caring. Thank you for asking. Um, interesting one. How have I been doing physically and mentally? Well, since I got back from Los Angeles, um, you know, it's been very hard to adapt back into London time. Um, it's 
I mean, I've been going to bed at five in the morning. You know, it's last night I, I was able to change that. Um, I took this this powder. It's called Five uh, HTP, right? And um, I was trying to get hold of some melatonin, but you can't get it here in the UK unless you're subscribed it. Um, so the alternative was to just get some of this Five uh, HTP, which I have at my house anyway, and um, knocked me out. Had a really great sleep, and now I think I'm back back into the mix of things here. So um, yeah, mentally getting back into it, physically. Um, I'm going to be catching up with a lot of my fitness and gym work. Um, it's just difficult to adjust, isn't it, when you're traveling? Uh, right. Right, right, right. Can I just rent out a room? Seb, yeah, you can rent out a room, buddy. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can come on the course and rent out a room, man. We'll have an absolute blast. Um, oh, the Seb says, what do I think of the P-Ways being shut down on YouTube? Well, here's the deal. I think people, I mean, there's, there's a certain tone and there's a certain message that one puts out to be shut down on YouTube. I think the, the individuals, there is an individual that got locked up, okay? I think we, people that have been following the men's development industry for a while know who this is. And um, I think that he kind of, you know, had that coming to him um, from the sort of message and the ethics that the guy's putting out. Um, so what do I think? I think those that have been in trouble probably deserve it. At the same time, you know, I I was thrown under the bus by The Guardian recently and it was ridiculous because there is a pre-written uh, narrative already out there that the, 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 a media bias that these journalists are playing into and they're not really bothered if you're one of the good guys or bad guys and if you've been following my work for some time I'm hopefully you've made up your mind of as to what sort of message I put across week in week out and I think if you've read that article and you've been following my work you know full well that I don't fall into that category you know, I'm constantly reinforcing the message of, you know, respect women, how to read the social situations properly, you know, no means no, um, not to continue on, continue an unwanted pursuit and make someone feel uncomfortable. You know, these, I'm really strong on these messages. Um, and I think that's what I really value about social media, because if you think about it, right, social media gives us publishing tools. So what it does, it gives people a voice. Right before before social media, individuals didn't really have a voice. They would argue their case, but they'd never really get heard. So when that article of the Guardian came out, I was able to actually write a response, put it public on my social media platforms, share with everyone the article for them to read it, to to see straight through it and realise it's absolute bullshit. Right, because again, you guys have been following my work. You follow my Instagram stories. You you see my clients at work. Women having positive responses and interactions with my clients. That's real. It's candid. It's not. It's not um, something that's done in 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 post production. It's not produced. Right? It's happening. 
That's what I love about social media. That's why long form content, 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 long form content is really valued. I really appreciate the likes of someone, that people like Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan Show, sitting there, sitting there down with a guest for two to two to four hours, you know, just speaking to them, non edited, right? That's good content. That's honest, authentic content. And the media that we are familiar with, you know, the mainstream media. They cut, they cut and shunt things. They don't really give people a fair, a fair point to uh, put their, a fair stage to fair platform to put their message across. Um, so look, Seb, I think there's good and bad in everything. You know, whatever you do, I'm sure there's good and bad people in your profession, as there are mine. And um, I think that, uh, you know, you've got to, you've always got to read both sides of the story. You know, don't just read something that's just written i think that is a very dumb thing to do um but for the sake of uh that guy that got banged up yeah it looked like they had a pretty strong case on him okay right yeah exactly seb so i just made a point on that right i bash i bastion i christian alison robertson hello welcome um, Diasis has a quick question. My boyfriend hasn't spoken to me in three days. I've been trying to get him to reply to me. I'm worried I've heard nothing from him. I got my friend to speak to him. Okay, if your friend spoke to him, why hasn't he spoken to you? Is he giving you a, a soft heave-ho and he doesn't know how to do it properly? He's not mature enough to give you the heave-ho. You know, um, If that's the case, if you really think he is giving you the chuck... Um, take a while to digest it, maybe accept it, and you know maybe you just don't need the closure to be able to ask him. You know maybe just accept it and walk off. Um, but also think about the behaviour. Has this behaviour occurred before? Right? Why would he go missing for three days? Okay. Armour Justice. Hello. Dies and said he said to her he is suffering from severe depression and he doesn't want me to help should I leave it to him and give him space or do you think he may not want me in his life anymore oh god depression is a tough one um yeah you know you could you could I think you could attempt to see him I think you could attempt to see him and he might be surprised how healthy that might be for him. Again, I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist, right? I, I deal with a lot of psychology. I've worked with psychologists. I've helped psychologists, but I am not a psychologist. So there's certain territory that I won't, uh, I won't go, go down, go get involved in. Um, but my personal opinion is that despite what he says, he might respond well to actually seeing you in person um, because I know from my experience, people that are depressed, um, you know, they kind of put themselves in a little hole and they really struggle to get out of it. Um, and seeing people is very, is very healthy. You know, speaking to people is very healthy. So if that is the case, you know, maybe just go around there and offer him some comfort and some support. Bastion says, I want to write a sorry letter to a girl. I acted like an ass, texted dirty to her. She clearly liked me. She's married to a woman, but I think she is unhappy. I can tell. Anyway, I don't. Uh, okay. If you want to do it, do it. 
if you've come on this feed to get permission from, from me to do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, we all make mistakes sometimes. It's nice to hear, oh, sorry. Hi, Catalek. Hi, Raymond. Oh, Calatelli, sorry. Calatelli asked me, how do, I, how do I decide to get into this job? I decided to get into this job and keep on this path when I realized how, how much joy can be attained from helping people. Um, you know, this started off as a need for myself over 14 years ago. I've been doing this for a long time now. And um, I find it a very rewarding practice. I really, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I mean, this is the only thing that really keeps me going is it's the passion to do it. Um, it's highly rewarding, you know, seeing someone that is uh, like a defeatist in their mind almost, you know, that they're, they're, they're close to certainty that they can't be helped and you just sit there and smile and you know that you can, you know, and you guide them through that process. Um, I've got so many clients that I've been able to get out of that mindset and uh, achieve great things. And like I always say, your only limit is your imagination, right? You keep going at this, you keep practicing, you keep you keep making more social decisions in your life, then you are going to gain more confidence, okay? Bastian says, I, work at, uh, I don't work at McDonald's anymore, but I want to get a friend to hand deliver the letter to her. I would like to be friends with her. Okay, then do it. I mean, um, can I do a question by joining the video? And uh, we're not doing videos today, buddy. Um, just keep your your texts coming in on this feed. If you want to um, ask me something in private, I will have to. I'll have to. You know, I have to. I have to um, charge a fee for that um, outside of this. Outside of this time. Okay. Uh, hi, Edward. Hi, George. How you doing? George Rawlins is a great, great guy uh, who I thoroughly enjoyed jumping on um, the panel. That's something I forgot to say already. As soon as like, the day I came back from Los Angeles, I, I, I went straight on to do a panel discussion. And um, I'm surprised I held it up there for so long. But uh, yeah, it was, it was great. George was one of the guys up there um, with also Caroline and Asa and lovely Emma Sale. And uh, yeah, great to have you on, George. So George has a really great app that really like cuts down the bullshit time that people waste on dating apps. So um, go 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 and follow George Rawlins and check out his dating app. There'll be a link in his in his bio. Um, I'm really excited to to see these new sort of apps come into play, like picking up on the flaws that the the mainstream ones have, and and really capitalize capitalizing on our needs. And I think George is really onto something there. So so I wish him all the best with it. Um, and guys, yeah, if you if you're sick of dating apps, just say go, go and check it out because this this one's a a new one. So cool. Uh, Osman, hello. Bastian says, how much to how much to rent a room there? Or if you're going to do a seven-day program with me uh, or my team, first of all, we're going to looking at you're looking at seven thousand for the week. Okay, that's your coaching fee, and that is your living cost here. You know, that's the roof above your head in the central. You can, you're not going to get any more central than this, guys. You are not going to get any more. If I looked out that window right now, I'm not going to show you now, but I can see Trafalgar Square. You know, I'm, I can look out onto Trafalgar Square. That's how central we are. You're not going to have to piss around getting tubes and wasting your money on taxis, this, that, and the other. Uh, I'm deliberately in the heart of it. Uh, and one of those uh, cho one of those choices, something that influenced that choice, was actually to have my students in mind, you know, for these programs. So, uh, yeah, 
that that's it starts at seven grand uh, I Jack Badger says what do you think to write to a girl in Instagram in her Instagram story I don't know why your ex broke up with me but he's an idiot I don't understand what you're asking me there buddy what do I think of writing to a girl in her Instagram story I don't know why your ex broke up with me but he's an idiot I mean I just don't understand your question to be able to answer that um, Abashi says how do I how do I get such amazing accommodation I'll tell you why I'll tell you how right by by what I teach yeah about connections right and, I, and I'll share with you this as well like for me I'm getting a better deal in being in the central part of London than I was uh, you know in, in, in Pimlico where I, where I last lived okay everything I teach you guys you know is, is what I do in my life yeah what I teach can help you in your, in your social life, in your dating life, and in your career, okay? I've always said that. I've always said that. And I've always said and always preached how what I do has benefited me in my life in so many different areas, okay? Because everything is built on relationships. You look at your circle right now and, see, and think how they can help you. And if your circle can't help you, in any way, or you can't help them in any way, you need to expand on your social circle. Yeah? So that's it, you know? And it's the same thing. If I'm here, I've got great setup here because of my relationships here. If I go to LA, I have a great time in LA because of my relationships in LA. If I go to Eastern Europe, same thing. It's about relationships, 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 right? You've always got to be building them, okay? Platonically or intimately. Dizer, I love him. I don't want to break up with him. This behavior is weird. He never aired me. Well, then if you love him, go and support him. Yeah, go over there and surprise him and look after him. Batchin says, thinking to move from Northwest London to South London to girls seem to be more receptive to me. You just got to get close to the action. You got to, you got to, you got to find out where you can get a, the best return on your time, right? And that may involve a bit of homework. That may involve going out there, working out what districts uh, yeah, are more suited and beneficial for you, you know, um, what sort of social tribes exist in certain places. You know, there are so many different layers to every single city, you know. There's so many different scenes in, in every different city. So you've got to work out what your scene is, what sort of women you're interested in. Right, what sort of guys you're interested in? Whatever your flavour is, you know, um, you just got to be amongst it. You know, you can't be on the outskirts, just kind of looking in. You got to be amongst it. All right. Dizer says, "I'm trying to save the relationship, even if I get depressed. I'm not. I haven't seen him for two months. I'm worried his depression." Dizer, I don't want to hear you rambling. Take my advice. Go and spend some time with him. Yeah, he's obviously not in a good place right now. Right. You can do the give him, give, give him space thing. But my opinion is that it might be a bit more healthy for actually for him to be around someone right now. So go there, be supportive. And if then really he does need some space, make that call for yourself. Give him some space. Let him recover. 
Bastian said, there is a PA coach who keeps on messaging me about coaching. I told him I would get back to him weeks ago, maybe six, but the firstiness is off putting. <laughs> There's a lot of thirsty guys out there, man. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not pushy, man. Like, if you, I'd rather people, people, you know, look at my work, experience um, the value that I give, you know, even on these weekly things for a little bit until they feel comfortable enough to work with me, you know. I don't really, I don't really think I, I don't do any hard selling for my, for my work, you know. I just kind of share value and if you want to work, you want, you want me to spend more time with you, then I'm, I'm happy to do that right and that's 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 how the relationship is formed but for me i always want to give value first before i even you know ask if you want to work with me okay that should be your decision you need to come to that conclusion in your mind that i'm the right person for you i gently app uh, bastion says i want to put it into the letter i try to get her to f to think of me by following her colleagues as i know they talk so much i know she must have heard is that weak to tell her that or better not say I just don't understand your question here, buddy. Um, you're saying you're going to write a letter, right? You're going to say write a letter to, to say sorry because you, you, you overplayed it a little bit. And now you're telling me that you, in the letter you want to put... You try to get her to think of you by following her colleagues... As a, I, I, I suggest you're, you're just talking about Instagram uh, rather than in person. Yeah, I don't think you need to tell her that. I don't think you need to tell her that. Okay. Hi, Esther. Thanks for joining. <laughs> the belly of the beast. Uh, how the hell do you get such good accommodation in the first place? As I said, Bastian, look, I have good relationships because I practice what I preach. Yeah? I'm constantly being social. Constantly being social. And I'm offering people value, right? In many ways. Yeah? Um, so that, that, that's it. Yeah? Right. Who else we got? Bastian says, Bastian's fucking raping me for the questions tonight, man. Do you do affirmations? I don't do affirmations anymore. I believe that when I was probably first kind of getting into this, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm not, I'm not against affirmations. If I, if I think there's another area of my life that needs developing, I would probably start using them. Yeah, just to get into that mindset and just make a solid frame. Uh, a solid belief system. So I, I really do rate the idea of using affirmations. Uh, for those that aren't really sure what affirmations are, affirmations are phrases that you get into the habit of telling yourself to reinforce, an, a, reinforce a certain belief or state of mind. For example, you know, if, if you want to, you know, be successful with women, you might say something like, you know, women want to be with me, right? Like, it might, and it's, this stuff might sound a bit egotistical, but, and it's, and I hope it doesn't really make you come off like that. It shouldn't. It just, it's just to make you feel confident. Like, you might start saying in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and go, women want to be with me, right? Like, women choose to be around me. Like, women are comfortable around me, right? I am confident around women, right? And as you say that, 
you start believing that, you can start to feel your mannerisms start to sort of shape into that belief, right? You can come up with your own. I'm just making these up as I'm, as I'm talking to you guys now. But, and you know, if you want to start being successful and developing confidence in business, you may say something similar like, you know, I am successful in business. I am a closer, right? I always close deals. Like you might, you might just say these stuff. And I'm sure there's better affirmations out there. Just Google them. Um, but this is kind of the idea. You know, you start believing these things, and then you become the, these. Uh, you become the thought. <coughs> Bastion says, "What do you think of losing your virginity to an escort?" Wow. Um, I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not like a. I would never pay for an escort. You know. Um, I really think it defeats the the object of forming a connection with someone. I think it can really mess your head up into what a a meaningful relationship and connection is supposed to look like. I've certainly dealt with clients where they've been with escorts in the past before meeting me, and what they found is that the missing piece for them when introducing intimacy into the relationship they didn't know how to transition because up until meeting me they were paying for that transition so it was all very fabricated it wasn't it wasn't smooth it wasn't you know it, it wasn't an organic process so that's something I actually kind of help help them with um, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't advise it uh, you know um, I wouldn't advise it. I don't think it's a healthy thing. There are such things um, for those people that are really, really struggling uh, and may have disabilities um, where, I don't know what the correct term is. Is it like a surrogate lover or something? Um, but it's it, there are these like love surrogate lovers where they help you actually become more confident with intimacy. They don't label themselves as escorts, but more of sort of, they are sex workers, but they're more sort of, they allow themselves to be vulnerable with you and have you to build confidence and, and, and work your way around the female body in a very sort of controlled uh, environment. You know, it's not, not one of these girls upstairs, models upstairs sort of places in some you know, red light Soho district, you know, it's, um. I think it's a very professional setup um, because I had a client, an, an older gent, that went through a lot of trauma in his life, and I think he might have been sexually abused when he was younger, perhaps, and he wanted to get over it, and he went through that process to kind of help him. Um, so, in those sort of circumstances, you know, I think maybe sex workers can help you build confidence, but. Um, you know, in in general, I, I don't think you should be. You know, if you're a virgin, you know, it's um, just just be patient, man. Like it will come. You know, if you if you're if you're following my work, right? You're following my work, and and you're you're getting to become more understanding of how to make impact and build relationships with people. It will come, and and it will be worthwhile when it happens. I'm telling you, yeah. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. It will happen. Right, hi Nelson, hi Ivan. Well, what are we got here? Shit. 
as a bit of itself. I do music too. Cool. I like the edge. All right, Bastion just did a, done a call out for the thirsty coach. <laughs> you didn't have to do that, man. Uh, Dizer says, "Thanks for your advice. I will find some time, even if I've got a hectic schedule." I will try and surprise him soon. I'm just so busy. I don't think I have time for my man and I regret it as he may be mad. Make the time, you know? We make the time for things that matter in our lives and if your relationship matters to you, I'm sure that you'll find the time and I'm, I'm sure that that'll be, that'll be appreciated. Hi, Briz. The Edge says, hey, hey, Johnny, just wondering how important are looks on Tinder? Personally, I think your eyes are the key same as in lots of game. Um, pictures matter on, on uh, aesthetically ba aesthetic based uh, platforms like Tinder. They will definitely get you a foot in the door. Now, some of these apps such as Hinge and I don't know, Coffee Meets Bagel is another one that uses these sort of pre-written questions. These ones can actually, you know, give you some space to actually show your wit and show that you're a bit educated, perhaps. So you might win on that. But like I say almost every week, the real online dating is social media. Okay? You've got to see Instagram and Facebook as it's the Champions League. Yeah? And the dating apps are Division One. Yeah, like it's there's no other way to put it. It's like the Z list. Yeah, like everyone's on Facebook, everyone's on Instagram. The key to this, guys, is expand your social circle, um, get more connected offline, and you will appear uh, more exposed on the social graph online. People will be more comfortable to engage in conversation with you because they'll realize you've got more mutual friends. Um, and there's so much more to kind of... There's more hooks. There's more talking points, right? I've lost count. I've lost count of how many times Facebook and Instagram has been instrumental for myself and my clients for meeting new people. Yeah? Facebook and Instagram and any other new social media platform that comes into the mix... You've got to understand, this is the modern way of communicating. It's a communication tool, and it's very, very powerful. You need to remove the chip you have on your shoulder of on these platforms, you know, thinking it's just for flexing and, and flashing. No, that's a certain individual that does that, you know. Facebook, Instagram allows us to communicate where we're traveling to. It, it allows us to communicate what's important to us what we're doing, events we're going to, your social value, <coughs> you know, your hobbies, your interests. It's a, it's a much bigger platform to be able to connect on. I really want you guys to start thinking about that. You know, so if you're not getting any success on such platforms like Tinder, you know, Inner Circle, Hinge, uh, Bumble, then just use social media, yeah? Don't use it as a don't use online dating as a substitute for not being social. Yeah, you can see you've got to be social, guys. You've got to expand your social graph. Okay. Right. I. 
IG agent. Hi, Dizer. Pierce haircut. You look more younger. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And join the conference tonight. Bastian says, I wanted to tell her that about following colleagues because I noticed the next day she, ha she had her account on private. I'm sure they called me weird. Ah, oh, man, yeah. Don't, don't be, like, chasing in on her. All right? Hi, Sharaf. Constal. Dizer says, if your parents are not interested in meeting your boyfriend, what should I do? Dizer, I think we already discussed this on the last, um, the last broadcast I did. And I think the conclusion we came to was your parents just want to see you happy. Okay? And whether they're not interested initially, I'm sure they'll get used to him. I'm sure he will grow on them. Yeah? But ultimately, whether he does or he doesn't, what's most important to you, to, for them is your happiness. Okay? And I'm telling you that because the experience I've had with certain family members, you know, in, in, in my family, when I've seen them with part, new partners and new, new individuals in their life, I've seen a layer of happiness that I wasn't able to see before. And despite what your opinion may be of their partner, what's a beautiful thing is to see them happy. Yeah? So you really got to trust me on that. And I really think that that is what will happen in your case. Okay? Hi, Mannequin. Bastian says, in a sorry letter, I'm thinking to say, I hope we can be friends, but if not, it was great to have met you and you achieve your goals. Uh, cool. Whatever, yeah, whatever you think is uh, appropriate, buddy. Whatever you, whatever gives you the sort of closure that you want. Um, but what's, what's important is you to take the lessons out of this sort of behavior and try not to repeat it again. I believe, you know, we all make mistakes. We all cross the line with certain things we do. But what's important is to take the lesson out of it, right? Hi, Faisal. I have a friend who is 32. He has not lost his virginity. He wanted to go to an escort. He can talk to girls well, but he just needs the first shot on target. Send him over to me. Now, you're 32. You should not be going to see a flipping escort. All right? That's outrageous. It's an absolute cop-out. Um... You know, it's ridiculous. Uh, a gentleman in his 30s, right, that corridor to your 30 through to your, to your 40, you are at your peak, right? You're at your peak. You do not need to be going to an escort. Send him my way. I'll tidy him up. I tell you what, Briz Lad, do you have a preference with nationality in regards to women? <sighs> well, apparently I'm racist. Apparently I am racist, but I am only racist towards my own race, right? I have a prejudice that I don't, um, I don't really, British women don't appeal to me. Um, that's not to say I won't date a British woman. I'm, I'm, I'm open to be uh, taken by surprise, but my preference uh, is East, right? So Eastern Europe, uh, Russian women or Latin American women, right? I feel that Eastern European women and Russian women, I, I, I think they haven't been spoiled by the West. Um, they haven't had it good for so long. They really haven't. Their upbringing's a bit different. Um, 
Eastern Europe, a lot of those countries you know, are built on, um, you know, certain traditions and certain values that I think are, are important. Um, with Latin America, I think what the Latin American women, I mean, it, it is a cliche, but they are very sexual. They're very confident. Um, they have a lot of charisma. And that for me is important, that the, the charismaticness and the, the, the sexuality, right? I, th I think they're very in touch with their feminine being. Eastern European women are very in touch with their feminine being, but in a bit of a different way. Latin American, um, and again, I'm generalizing here. I'm generalizing, but I just think in general, this, this is what I've, I've my, been my experience. So those kind of two, really. Um, but hey, I'm open, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to to be enlightened but this from my experience has, has been my preference uh, Brislad says do you think British women expect too much or are too idealistic um, you know I just I wouldn't be I think everyone needs to experience a, a relationship where you know, coming into a relationship, you have certain standards and you have certain values, and that need to be that needs to be communicated and translated to each other going in. Okay, um, I don't know what it is for me. I, I just feel that it's not it's not exciting. It's just not exciting. It's just not exciting. It's like having it's like having a really bland dessert for me. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I just can't. Um, do I think they expect too much? No, I don't think that is just something of 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 of, of the British woman. You know, because there are women all over that expect certain things. It depends what their previous experience of men have been and their, their dates that they've had um, up until you, right? And, and how they've been raised as well. How they've been raised is important. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's just about pigeonhole, pigeonholing British women about having these huge expectations. It all depends because it, you know, I think what we see in, in, in the UK more is a class system, don't we? We have a certain class system. And if someone's been brought up in a certain class in a certain sort of way, then obviously they're used to a certain standard of living, right? Um, and I think experiencing that can actually be a good thing for you if you really want to push yourself as well. Really want to, you know, if you want to keep keep that standard up, um, I really think that's a healthy kind of thing. I mean, you know, that phrase of saying, you know, behind every successful man is is a, is you know is a successful woman or whatever the phrase is, um, or a supportive woman, you know, or a supportive partner, you know, whatever. It's it's at the end of the day, it's about creating the team, right? A team that works, and if that if if what works for you is a woman being tough on you, right, and not putting up your bullshit, but at the same time supportive, then great. Um, that's not a bad thing, is it? But if you've got a woman that has completely unrealistic expectations, like to the point where she might actually be ill, right? Um, then yeah, that's not healthy, right? Yeah. All right, Chris, how you doing, buddy? Ills. Bastion says, how do you ask out a girl on social media or mobile? Depends on the relationship you have with them, 
right? And if you have no relationship, but just have commonalities, perhaps, um, you might start off by liking a couple of pictures, you know, showing some interest there, and then maybe shoot them a direct message and just compliment them on, on something. Preferably not preferably not something that's visual. I mean, it's just very it's a, such a cliche to compliment someone on their beauty, right? If you look around their profile, think about what you can compliment them on, right? A good friend of mine um, who came from social media, and I tell this story quite quite often on here, um, is a very talented interior designer. That relationship literally started on Instagram, realized that we had a common interest of the theme of seduction, liked a few of her images, messaged her saying, you're super talented. Two days later, she invited me to a super exclusive event. And... Um, and several other parties, and we've been great friends ever since. That came from just talking on Instagram. Yeah, you you can meet so many people on Instagram, right? So many people on Facebook, but it's how you approach it. You know, is your approach authentic and non sleazy? Yeah. Seb says, "How do I ask out this girl on mobile?" Uh, who are you talking about, Seb? Hi Kevin, hi Bobby. Only thing is, I want to ask this girl out, but I, but I share a room with two other people to save a lot of cash for my development. Should I ask her out and go to a hotel? Ooh, it's a difficult one. What's her logistical situation? I mean, what might, what you need to fish around for is, um, yeah, where, how she lives, where she lives. I mean, you know, most women are more more comfortable. Um, you know, inviting you perhaps to their place because all their stuff's there and they don't have to worry about their makeup and their, you know, their, all the stuff they need in the morning if they stay over at yours. Um, but I wouldn't really worry too much about that right now. I'd focus on building tension, um, building a sort of a, a meaningful connection with, with her until you've got to start making that decision in your mind, yeah? And it might be a hotel jobby, you know, and that might be quite exciting for you both when you get to that point, right? Um, get an app on your phone called Late Late Rooms. It's Late Rooms or even their website. And I think there's some, you know, there'll be some options for you uh, should you ever be caught out. Uh, hi, Enrique. Dizer says, my dad didn't want to meet him, so my boyfriend was absent on my birthday dinner because dad didn't want him to be there as he's not given me the chance to get my boyfriend to meet them. I'm sad. You should have just, you should have just, like, you should have just uh, had him there anyway, you know? You know, the, the, what are the parents going to do? It, 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 just, you know, this guy's part of your life. Nitesh says, what is important in flirting? That it is being received well, um, that you have the ability to be witty, that you have the confidence to hold eye contact, that you... Um, are comfortable with yourself because if you're comfortable with yourself that person is going to be comfortable with you if you are uncertain with yourself then that person is going to be uncertain about having you in their presence right these things are important um, and and constantly yeah, checking in checking in that you know it is always being received well so you can take it a bit further each time um, it's 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 really important. It's really important to, to flirt. Failing to do so is just going to keep you in the friend zone, okay? 
So think of it, think of it like this: building building a certain level of rapport with someone is like driving around in gear one. I want you to think about that. It's like driving around in gear one, and then you need to be reminded that it's time to jump into gear two, right? And if you imagine yourself driving, if you keep on driving around in gear one, you know the the gearbox starts screaming like it needs to go up. So just think, boof. Okay, well, I need to show that I'm interested in her. I need to give her a compliment. Right, I need to get myself out of that friendly, nice guy, beta uh, category. Right, so the moment you make that transition into being flirty or sending a compliment over, the moment she actually starts to see you as, oh, okay, this could be something more than just a friend. Okay, so consider that. All right, Fab, good to have you on, mate. Seb says, Johnny man. That talk you just said about the 32 Virgin, man, that's powerful. I'm not that guy, but I'm going to sign up. Love the motivational talk, man. You believe in your skill set. Oh, man, look, you just have to look at my reviews and look at my testimonials. You know, I'm working with guys on a weekly basis, uh, adding value and changing their perspective. And, you know, they're getting results. It's like I just I just caught up with my guy that I was working out in L.A. with. And he was 25. He never, ever had been to a bar or a nightlife environment in his life, right? And I was the, the man to take him by the hand and, and, and show him that path. And I caught up with him, and he's in his home, hometown in North Carolina now. And uh, he's gone out. And he's not only has he been approaching people for the first time in his life, ever, right? You know, he's now, he's now in nightlife environments now. It's all new concept for him. But he's getting phone numbers. He's getting phone numbers and he's got the, the, the option on the table to go on dates now. This never happened before spending time with me out in LA. So like, I, know what I'm, I know what I'm doing for guys, right? And if you believe that um, you know, you're ready, you're open and you're willing right, to, to, to make that leap, then holler at me. Drop me a message and I'll see how I can, if I can fit you in before the year end, right? There's not much space now uh, available. I'll tell you now, we've only got a few weeks left to the end of the year. And it'd be good to get you equipped for all those Christmas parties and everything that's going on around Christmas. You know, tis the season to be jolly, my friend, okay? Uh, hi, Ray. <coughs> hi, Mr. Droob. Hi, Lakins fan. Bland dessert. Well, I mean, yeah, I shouldn't say that, but re but really, it, you know, that's just my personal opinion. You know, uh, there's and there's many. I have I have lots of British girlfriends that are attractive and and they're, they are they're, they're dear friends. Um, so that's just my personal preference. Uh, I cool girls club. Sebastian, Johnny, I'm also writing a sorry letter, but I've been thinking of giving the letter myself, but it may be too much because that workplace won't rehire me and just to spare embarrassment as it may be. Seb, just drop it, man. Just drop it. Who, who gives a crap? Look, just take the lessons on this. All right, you pushed the envelope a bit too far on this one, right? Just just suck it up. Move on. Yeah, I, I think you're... Um, you're overthinking this. You feel guilty for about it. All right. If you've got a moment to say sorry, say sorry. If you're going to do it by letter or in person, just do it. All right. Chris, great man. Cooking and listening. Good. Good. Have your headphones on. Be doing a bit of cooking. Be potting around the house. 
listen to the sounds of Mr. Cassell. <laughs> I snipe a wolf. Uh, right. Uh, right. Illustrator David. Hello, buddy. Late Room Zap. Yeah, that's one of them. Uh, or lastminute.com. I think that's another one as well. Uh, right. What other questions we got here? Kind of turn around. Um, right, right, right. Briz, are anxiety and approach anxiety mutually exclusive? Well, I think we have to work out when your anxiety is triggered, right? Um, for example, you know, if I've got... I mean, earlier on, I had friends. I had friends around, right? And um, you know, for me, I don't like people being too noisy. And when they are noisy, that triggers my anxiety. I'm like, oh, look, I just, I just can't, right? So, how? So, but that's very isolated. If I'm out, I don't get anxiety if I see someone I want to talk to, because I have a way of dealing with that. You know, if I mean, what well, I just. I've had a way of dealing with it. I just don't get it because I'm so familiar with how to deal with the situation and I can control it, right? Um, so how to control approach anxiety is, there's no other way, but you just gotta, you've got to expose yourself to approaching and getting positive reference from it. So when you do start hearing that voice in your head, when you see that person you find attractive and you're thinking about approaching, you can call upon these positive reference points. You can turn the noise of that little gremlin in your head down and you can go and do what you need to do, right? Um, but unfortunately, you've just got to get your hands dirty to uh, to be able to turn the noise of it down, right? Whoa, we've got two minutes left. I can't believe how fast we've gone. Um, I, Tiago. Dan says, why don't I buy apartment instead of rent? You said you've been in the business for 14 years, so I'm guessing you must have enough to pay a mortgage. Um, it's not a clever idea to buy a place in London, yeah? Like, buy elsewhere uh, and then rent that out so it can afford certain things and how you want to build your lifestyle. Uh, yeah, it just wouldn't make sense, buddy. Cato. Chris, let me quick this quick get this question in then Chris says let me ask a question what if there aren't obvious opportunities to flirt what do you do to escalate where the conversation is turning mundane <sighs> you've got to take the risk to get a reward I mean look just if, if you're not a guy that's co comfortable with complimenting get comfortable with complimenting okay take the shot why aren't you giving a compliment to someone Okay, and remind yourself only talk about things you actually want to talk about. Yeah, get bored of yourself hearing the same thing again in, in social interactions, and then your mind will be forced more into a creative space. Therefore, you're, in, you're inviting people into your own amusement. Hey, Laura. Um, yeah, so so just be always moving your mind into a creative space, and then you won't be falling into that mundane conversation pattern. Okay, my book covers it, right? Elite Seduction, go and get it. It's still out there, Amazon. Uh, we're doing very well on this. If you haven't got it, go and get it. It's all in there. Guys, 10 seconds left. Thank you for joining me. Um, it's been great. It's been great to jump back on here.
last workshop, I believe is on the 14th or 16th of December. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.